views and opinion expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect the policy, position of any other agency, organization, employee, or company. Join Bruce Craig and Kenny B as we discuss today's top topics. And now you know. Well, hello, everybody. This is Kenneth Boyd. I'm here with the one and only Bruce Craig. What's up, Bruce? Good morning to you, Kenny B. How you doing? Well, you know, we are trying this Zoom social distance. And now you know, as you know, this is this is kind of new for both of us. Oh yeah. You know, this you know, and this Zoom thing is is new for every every other technology has been around for a long time. Uh however, we it hasn't been commonly used. But now since we're in, in involved in this uh uh, pandemic, uh, we are taking advantage of the technology and it's new for a lot of us to actually utilize it. We knew it existed, but utilizing it is a totally different thing. And so we just have to get used to it. Just like we had to get used to the, to the cell phone. <laughs> you know, we, you, you and I, when we were in college, man, we didn't know about no cell phone. And then... <laughs> And so, boom, before you know it, there we got this computer that walks around with us uh, uh, that we can put it in our pocket, which we call a cell phone. And uh, it's nothing but a handheld computer. You can do everything. As a matter of fact, it's a good thing, Kenny B, but it's, it, 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 it is so powerful and pervasive that uh, uh, people don't even talk to each other anymore. Nope. They use the cell phone. They just sit down and they could be at dinner talking to, uh, at a family. You look over there and everybody got is looking down at their cell phone. But the blessed thing about the cell phone, Kenny B, and that leads us into uh, several things that we'll be able to talk about this day. Thank God for the cell phone. Thank God for the cell phone because it has exposed uh, what has been happening to the black man uh, probably all of uh, his time since he's been so-called emancipated. Uh, the government, the, the, the police force have been doing whatever they wanted to do to a black man, kill him, castrate him, do whatever they wanted to do, and then say that the, it was the black man's fault. He well, did it. He was the perpetrator. He was Bruce, the aggressor. Bruce, Bruce, this I cell phone camera. I, I don't want to interrupt. Cell phone camera. Bruce, I don't want to interrupt you, but, but let me let me make sure I'm understanding this correctly. Uh, you're trying to tell me that let's just say two males with shotguns can be uh, standing in the middle of a street in their pickup trucks. And let's just say, hypothetical, uh, another young man comes jogging. Maybe he's just visited a... Just come jogging. Just, yeah, just come jogging. I mean, this is hypothetical. Just, uh, he just comes jogging. Maybe he stopped by a, a house that's being built. Yeah. You know, you know because I, I like to go into houses that's being built and look around and... You better be careful. Well, I, I, I'm just saying, you know, maybe maybe I'm not interested in buying. I'm not going to pick up anything. Or maybe somebody went there and dropped a penny on the concrete. And It don't matter. 
I can't pick up that penny. You gotta be careful. Okay, so so I don't pick up the penny. I see it on the floor. I leave. Yeah, they drop it. Somebody else can come. And here I am, two men with a shotgun. Uh, they're not jogging. They're not hunting. They tell me to stop. So you, what you're telling me is, even though I don't know these men, I should trust them and stop and see what they got. Maybe they have a gift for me or something. Is that what you're saying, Bruce? No, that I ain't saying that at all. I said they. I'm gonna put myself in the in the uh, shoes of them. Oh, they saying stop in the name of the law, not like Diana Ross says stop in the name of love, <laughs> but let's stop in the name of the law because look at who these two men are. These just ain't ordinary men, can it be? But what are they? These bro? are white men. Oh my goodness! Say what? Yes, it was. Uh, it wasn't just an ordinary man. It was a man painted and dressed up in the name of the law. So when you see this man, and this man says unto you, "Stop! You need to drop everything that you do." Bruce, Bruce, I'm gonna stop you again, Bruce. Let, let, let me let me explain why I'm gonna stop you again, Bruce. Uh, and I know this is going to shock a lot of people, Bruce, but... What shock them, Kenny B? I, 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 me, 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 I don't understand, Bruce. You are, well, okay, you, you're black. So you're trying to tell me you're not eating your pork at that time and you're not drinking your beer. You want me to believe that you want to go out and jog? I, I understand why I would need a shotgun because, you know, I've seen those movies where you people run fast. I've seen them movies where, where y'all y'all do all kind of... Matter of fact, y'all probably got an envision that y'all can be a president one day. See, stuff like that has to be stopped, Bruce. So you're trying to tell me these good-natured people had bad intentions. But you... But you, you I, I saw Jesse Owen. I, I bet somebody like you can run like it. Because I know how you people are. Y'all run fast. You probably was looking to that that that, that rap music. I, I bet you didn't do that rap music about and your and your nature. Your nature is crying. That's right, you black folks. Your nature is crying so, because so, you always trying to deceive us. So you why? deceive you you black folks. Y'all deceived us. Uh, you came over to this land enslaved oh, your faith and made you and, and 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 came over here and 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 helped build our country. Uh, that's what you say you did, but I don't know nothing about that. Uh, you, you, you have a natural tendency to lie to me as the white man. Oh, so that's why I have to stop you in the name of the law. So let's get serious for a minute, Bruce. I, I'm sorry. I, I just had to uh, have a little, I mean, part of this, you, you got to smile because it's really sad. Let, let's just be real now. A young man jogging uh, gets approached by two people with guns you don't know. I, I have to ask people in today's society what person in their right mind would stop. I don't know you. You got guns, and you're telling me to stop? Why would I stop? I only have two choices in my mind, in all honesty. Either one, keep running. And you and I both know you can't outrun guns. Or two, maybe if I can, maybe if I can knock this person down, then I can run. But I forget.
there's somebody else that has a gun in their hand who's going to shoot me because I'm trying to get this gun away and then run. But now I'm called the aggressor? I, I, I don't understand none of this. Well, that that be, being the aggressor and resisting the law has been placed on countless, and I, I, I'm going to use this term because I'm, I'm going way back, countless number of Negroes arrest sheet and, and, and also death certificates saying that he was resisting the law. Me. So, and, and, and as far as the police have a concern, the white police, that's what I'm saying, not just all of them, but the bigoted ones, <laughs> uh, have always put down that regardless of what the circumstances was, he was resisting me, which gave them a right to be judge and jury since they had a billy club in their hand or a pistol in their hand or a dog next to them, then they always had the right to say, hey, Negro, this Negro was resisting me and nobody questioned it. So Nobody questioned it, Kenny B. So, so and this has taken place uh, through uh, all of our history since emancipation. The white man has been able, and when I say that, I mean the police department, the government, has been able to continue to kill Negroes without consequence by just simply writing, he resisted arrest. And that's why I said, thank God for this cell phone. Because this little computer that we walk with, this is what has exposed the reality and the truth that America cannot deny. And this cell phone footage of this young, this young man jogging in the state of Georgia uh, is just another indication of how this cell phone really is the enemy sometimes of the white bigoted police, those who are bigoted. Not all of them, but those who are, who intend to do harm uh, on the black man. So, but Bruce, here's a question for you, Bruce. Okay, you bring up the cell phone, and it was a good thing. We, everybody who saw it thought it was a good thing. The, the puzzlement of the question was, since the video existed, why did it take so long for this video to surface? Now comes the, the trick part of this whole question. Seems like the video <laughs> were presented by one of the men who said he wasn't there, who said he was cutting his yard. But last time I cut my yard, I don't have my cell phone running video. I may have it in my pocket. And more important, if I'm cutting yard, my understanding is, because I'm still reading the story, I don't drive a vehicle to block someone from escaping. So Roddy Bryan, Roddy Bryan Jr., I believe that's his name, presented the video. Now all of a sudden, he's arrested because I guess the, the officers that they brought in for the case said, you know, Kenneth has some interesting questions. Maybe mm -hmm. you need to think about the questions he asked. If you cut in your yard, why were you videotaping? If you're videotaping, why did you start videotaping before anything even happened? 
And more important, why did it take you so long to get us in video? So we're going to arrest you too. Well, um, it's, uh, it's amazing, Kenny B. This story is just unfolding. The, the thing that strikes me more, I mean, of course, what you're talking about, you know, the, the, the motivations for the cameraman or the man with the video, of course, you know, uh, the fact is he's the one, I believe, that released it on social media. Yep. Uh, it, the, the, the police already had it. That's oh, my okay. name right there. Is, uh, and, and I was reading where the police looked at it and said, huh, well, this is just a white man, and a white man told a Negro man uh, to stop, as though we were back in 1930, told a Negro man to stop, and the Negro man didn't stop, and so the Negro man should have uh, recognized the authority of the white man. And therefore, um, when the white man went out to, uh, uh, to accost uh, the Negro or to, uh, to actually put into force uh, a, a citizen's arrest or whatever, a citizen's inquiry of this Negro, he should have stopped in the name of the law and uh, allowed himself to be interrogated, mm -hmm. you know, because that's the way it is. And so since this Negro uh, fell, you know, an uppity, must have been an uppity Negro, uh, uh, he must have been a criminal. Well, let's just say that he was both. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, you know, we had to use deadly force on him, even though he didn't, he didn't uh, produce a weapon. We had to use deadly force on us to protect ourselves because when a Negro gets out of hand, you know how violent a Negro can be. You know what shoots he would have he would have told me and my son up. Yeah, we didn't talk about the fact that it was two of them, father and son, and they that they were this is this is the way the district attorney's office is looking at it. We didn't go that far. We just talked about the police department, but the uh, DA's office has always been part and parcel with the police department. So the police said, this is what happened. And the police department and the DA's office says, yes, you're right. You know, because them Negroes, you know, he would have told you up. So let's just use the stand your ground. Let's just use the stand your ground law. Because even though you aggressively, he should have recognized you as the law. And so when he didn't, you need to stand your ground and just shoot this unarmed Negro. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, mm -hmm. the district attorney's office simply said, well, they, these white men were doing what they uh, were supposed to do. And they were protecting themselves. So therefore... We don't need to, they didn't, they didn't commit a crime because this Negro was, did not respect their authority. That's what, that's what was in the minds of Bruce, the Bruce. police, the, the policing efforts in this case. And this, the, although the police were not involved. Well, the police department was involved. They said, okay, that's fine and dandy, sweet as candy. And so did the DA's office. Fine and dandy, sweet as candy. Bruce, we, Bruce, we never can uh, 
we never can and probably never will get in anybody's mind in this case. Uh, because I know a lot of people want to say, why? I, I think that what you break it down to, why? You, you have three people again. Well, you brought up an interesting point. They seem back up. You have district attorneys who are saying, well, now, you know, this guy worked on the police force, so I can't handle this case. Then you had another district attorney. Now, you know, he worked on the police force. Matter of fact, I see the, the guy who got shot as the aggressor. So I'm not going to do anything. Then you have a person who videotaped it, and now he's arrested. He's actually feeling that he's confused. If you read the newspaper, he says, well, I'm confused because I did everything I could to help. Even though he blocked, he was... It appears he was part of this group. What would make a person, two people, three people, go out with the intention, we're going to shoot a person, well, hey, we're going to shoot a black person today. What what would make someone just even come up with that? Or maybe they weren't intending to shoot it. Maybe that's why they were videotaping. Maybe this was going to be a lesson or something. Well, can it be the, you know, their theory is that, that they heard there's been some robbing in that neighborhood. They heard, they heard there's been some uh, burglary in that neighborhood. So, therefore, we got uh, a Negro running through the neighborhood, and if he's running, he's running from something. Mm-hmm. He's not running for exercise. He's running from something. You know, he's trying to evade something. So, uh, and, and then, you know, this is an interesting fact right here. Then uh, the that they released video indicates showing him going into an empty house. It's the I, I same think, thing they did with that young man uh, who would who who was killed. Um, uh, I forget what state it was, and the uh, they said that his hands was up, and the white police officer shot him. And and, and what happened is uh, that the DA's office or the police released video. Uh, showing an incident that took place uh, in a convenience store, which had nothing to do with the shooting of the police. And here's another situation where they uh, showed a video of him running into the office, into the empty house under construction, in in order to put questions in the mind of, uh, of, of the good white people that are watching this. Well, what was he going into the empty house under construction. Now, we started talking about that initially, Kenny B, about uh, in, in, in joking style, but uh, over the years, um, uh, when looking at houses, sometimes, you know, you'll stop by a house under construction, whether you're walking or in a car, to go in and look at that house. They don't know if he was uh, just going in there to uh, inspect the house, just see what it is out of curiosity. If it's under construction and the door is not locked, you know, that's entirely normal for people to go inside of a house under construction. You know, uh, especially in a new addiction or whatever the circumstances are, ain't nothing wrong with that. But my point is, Kenny B, they released that video in order to have impact and influence on the mindset regarding, look at here, this is a, a, a running Negro they had no business in this house on the construction. But I say unto you, 
uh, that is that is normal. You know, I do that while I'm driving in my car. If I mm-hmm. stop and I see a house that's uh, intriguing to me and it's under construction, it just depends. I might go in there and take a look around if I'm searching for a house or if I have a dream of buying a house, whatever the circumstances. No crime was committed and there is no probable cause, no reason to suspect him for doing anything wrong. And the police, the DA who works with the police got together and said, and this is a fact, this is nothing we're making up, looked at the video and said, hey, these good white people, uh, they were just doing their duty. And he should have recognized the authority of the law, the white man in front of him. Where the confusion I think comes in with a lot of people and I know different crimes and different events are different things, different situations. How an unarmed black person can be killed or shot. And it's the law, it's the rule. He was doing something. I felt threatened. But yet, but yet, Bruce, it can be a hundred degrees outside. I can walk into a theater with a Batman suit on. I can shoot up however many people I shoot up, but I'm taking a lie, so it can be a court day. I don't, I've shot people, I'm taking a lie. I can go to North, I can go to Carolina, I can see a black church, I can shoot up that church, but yet I'm taking a lie. I think what people have to realize is there's a disconnect. How can you shoot someone and call them a threat? They have no weapon. They presented no weapon. Uh, remember that one gentleman just selling CDs or DVDs in, in, in New York a while back, and they put that chokehold on him just for selling that because, quote, unquote, you're not supposed to sell that, and he he's dead. But yet, known killers, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the people in even in Oklahoma that did the bombing, they came out alive. That's the concern of disconnect that people want to ask these questions. How is that so? How are people known killers? You don't consider them a threat, but someone without a gun and without a weapon, you do. Well, Kenny B, we had said earlier, you had said that we can't really get into the minds of people, what their motivation is. And I, you know, I'm a fan of Judge Judy. And um, anytime the Judge Judy, uh, she'll she'll stop you right in your tracks and you can't tell me what they were thinking, what they were doing. You get that required you to get into the mind to find out how somebody's mind is working and motivation. But here, uh, that's for the courts. But the reality of the situation can be, uh, it is no mystery for us how this mind is working because we've had uh, over a century uh, to analyze the situation and the trend is there for us. I can tell you how the mind thinks. Uh, now, uh, to the to the degree is you are a former slave. Let's be let's be real about this thing. You come from slavery, okay? And you uh, the the government has grew has has uh, you know your history says the government has said that you're not even a human being that you were chattel that you uh, were property, okay? So what you were emancipated, but just because you were emancipated doesn't mean we think differently of you. 
And, and let's bring it up to um, the, the 20th century, the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Laws and all of the laws that the uh, 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 Supreme Court sanctioned uh, uh, um, that, uh, you know, affirmative action and things, things to bring the Negro up to 20th century standards and to release him of the racist and, and, and uh, uh, post-slavery position that, that, that he was put in, um, just because the laws said this doesn't mean the mindset changed. And that mindset runs through generations and generations and generations. Just because you change the circumstance, just because you change the uh, environment that you're in, that you just can't call a, in, um, a man an N-word and, and, and get away with it uh, in the 21st century, doesn't mean we don't feel the same way we always have felt. And so by saying that, I get into their minds. I can feel it. As mama used to say, I studies humanity. Mm -hmm. And the situation is you are less than me. And I don't, as a matter of fact, I don't even like the way that the law has equalized you through the Supreme Court's uh, decisions of the 1960s and the 1970s. Don't like it. Don't like it. No how. I still feel the same way in my DNA about you. That's what the mindset is, Kennedy. And so it's proven that it is not just in the South, but all over this country of ours, that that is the mindset. And you ask why can an unarmed black man, you look at it intelligently and, and try to figure out because you look at it in the point that we're all equal. And, 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 and why is it that uh, crazy people can go out and just go on these shooting rampages and and, and just shoot up a bunch of folks or shoot up a bunch of black folks, white folks, whatever they want to shoot up. And and, and, and initially upon seeing them, uh, these people are not seen as suspects or these people are not seen as anything to fear, but you know, the results of their actions showed that they were monsters. But mm -hmm. an unarmed Negro just going about his, his regular uh, day, just, minding his own business, not bothering anybody, is shot and killed. But I tell you why, when it comes to the police shooting, are these uh, people taking the law into their own hands, these people uh, that are under the authority of the law making citizens arrest and citizens inquiries, these people think in their minds, you are nothing more than a descendant of a slave. And you have no rights. I don't care what the law says. This is what I think of you. And therefore, the police department and the DA's office completely agree mm. with all of that. And that's why, before the advent of the cell phone with these cameras on them, that they were able to put down... Uh, in that documentation that he was resisting arrest. But translated is, he should have just dropped to his knees and raised his hands up and put his face down and said, 
I'm looking at my master, hmm. and my master can do whatever he wants to do with me. My mother used to tell me that they used to uh, laugh at her grandfather, and, and, and I don't understand, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, they used to laugh at their grandfather. My, my great-grandfather was born a slave, Kennedy, mm-hmm. was born a slave, and he was actually uh, raising uh, my mother and her siblings because they lost their mother at an early age, but he was born a slave. And they said when they used to go downtown, they used to laugh at, at, at their grandfather, my great-grandfather, because if a white woman was on the sidewalk, he would jump off the sidewalk and lower his head. He didn't want to be accused of eyeballing a white woman. That, my, I say it to you, Kenny B, is the mindset that they want us to have because it's the mindset that they still continue to have about the black man, that you need to respect me. Trayvon Martin, shouldn't be dead. But what did this white man, uh, uh, whatever his race was, we just call him white. He said, hey, stop. What you doing over here? And then when you're going to turn around and run and fight me, look, you're looking in the eyes of a white man. <laughs> what you going to do? I said, stop. You need to stop all things. You need to just go limp for me. And so therefore, the white man has laws to devise against you Negroes who think you're equal. Well, I just devised a law that says stand your ground. Mm. In other words, if, you, if a Negro won't honor your whiteness, then shoot it. That's what it is, Kenny B. So, and I say I'm in their mind. That's what the mindset is. There ain't no point in trying to overanalyze what they're doing. So, so Bruce, let's let's come to a, a conclusion today, as, as okay. much as we can on, on this on, on this topic. Uh, we we will probably because the jury won't be. My understanding is the jury, uh, due to the COVID nineteen, uh, everything closed there until June the twelfth. So mm-hmm. my understanding is probably nothing's going to happen until after June the twelfth. Uh, and of course, uh, both sides are saying that. The truth hasn't come out yet, and you and I both know. Yeah, the truth, the truth, nor the lies have come out yet. So, <laughs> so we gotta wait. We gotta wait on both of those because we already know that this young, this young man is gonna end up being the most terrible thing that ever decided the, the job. So we we might mm-hmm. be ready for that. And we, of course, he's been arrested before. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah, come into yeah. the viewpoint. Yeah, so so we might well get ready for all that, and we all already know that these. Three fine gentlemen are going to be church-loving people. So I'm just giving you, everybody, the preview of, of what's coming. So that way we don't have to have to wait for the preview. You can already say, oh, well, we heard that. I didn't know. So, Bruce, that's, that kind of sum up what, not what we feel, but maybe what people should keep their eyes open for. Well, uh they have, uh, I think, they're down to the to the fourth DA in this case uh, happens to be a, a, a African American female, uh, because you know the the Georgia Bureau of Investigations have uh, looked at this case and says, "Oh my goodness, you mean to tell me we uh, we still conducting business like this in the police department and the DA's department?" So they are under investigation. So I think 
you know, our fears are legitimate that, you know, when it does come before a jury, you know, that they're it dependent upon the skill of the attorneys. Uh, I think that uh, we still have to be uh, cautious um, in our thinking, re, uh, thinking that they're going to be prosecuted. We, I mean, that they're going to be uh, found guilty. It just depends on the skill and it depends on who, what the makeup of the jury is. Um, so we're just, this situation, we just have to wait and see, Kennedy. Just wait and see. Um, I'm on, I'm I'm gonna end in in this with this thought. You know, a while back there was a case with OJ Simpson. And everybody had their opinion whether OJ did it, whether OJ didn't do it. And the bottom line of it is his team presented a case that said, well, no, if he didn't do it, there's a doubt in your mind. And everyone seemed to be so upset. Sometimes it appears that to get back at people because of the OJ system case, let's do everything possible that we can. Sometimes it seems that since there was a president of color for eight years, there seems to be, let's do whatever we can to get back. Isn't it time that we stop trying to get back and we work on forgiveness and we work on just rightness? Well, uh, of course it is, uh, Kenny B. Uh, the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, and, of course, if you are of that faith, then, of course, we, 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 we believe in uh, justice. We believe in mercy. Uh, we believe uh, in forgiveness and, and, uh, and those things which are characteristics of, of our faith. Um, the situation is uh, there's a separation between uh, church and state in this country. And the, 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 the state uh, hasn't always uh, collaborated with the morality of the, uh, of the community. You know, uh, the state in many times have uh, went, away, went against morality when it came to dealing with the black man. And so uh, in this particular case, uh, or in all cases like it, uh, I just thank God for the cell phone. I just thank God um, for the opportunity to bring these kind of cases to the forefront. Because you know what, can it be? Everything that uh, happened in the civil rights movement, some of the things that have, uh, have sparked change and, and unfortunately, one of the things that sparked a major change was the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Mm -hmm. uh, all the things that he was working on as far as um, is, is, is the rights of, uh, and I use this term Negroes, uh, because that's when it was back in the day. Um, he was struggling to get those things through, and they didn't really go through until after he was assassinated. You know, I think the country was mourning, and I think the country, the Congress was uh, mourning as well. Such a bright, vibrant, uh, idea-laden uh, president was killed right there in the in the prime of his life. And the there are people that have been killed, uh, that have been hurt, Negroes, and they were. It, it was broadcast to the rest of uh, the world. And I think that the moral conscience of society, when they actually see it 
happening uh, brings about a change, you know? And a lot of things that brought about a change back in the early 1960s was when they began to televise what was happening to uh, our people when they faced down south, when they faced uh, law enforcement. They, they faced the billy clubs, they faced the uh, fire hydrants, they, uh, the fire hoses, they faced dogs. I mean, men, women, and children. But the point is, they broadcast these things, and it brought about a compassion that God has placed into all of us who don't resist it, brought forth a compassion, and therefore we had change that took place uh, within this society. I think the same thing is going to happen uh, with this cell phone uh, situation. You know, can it be when we look back, Rodney King, the first time that we really saw this kind of thing happening right before our very eyes, him being beat, and then they went to court and said, well, he was resisting arrest. Well, his shoots, as we know it, he was trying to block those uh, big clubs, uh, uh, those feet from, from, from kicking him and stuff like that. But they were able to say, well, if he had just laid still, if he had just, uh, uh, you know, but he was resisted. How can you resist him with all those billy clubs, with all that violence against you? But it was broadcast to the world. And they still, just like somebody else, uh, were unapologetic. And we know that the unapologetic behavior is with us again in very high places. Um, the occupant of the White House don't apologize for nothing. Uh, regardless That's all different subject, bro. And so they even let set those cops free, and then it it, it set off uh, a riot uh, in that area. But I believe uh, after that was over and done with, I think these uh, videos are showing uh, and also striking uh, compassion into the minds of those who are watching and bringing about a change. Well, Bruce, and now you know, that's what we say. And now you know. <laughs> so, Bruce, this has been a great topic. We will be back with some more great topics. Uh, please continue to join us, listen to us, and pass the word on where you find us. Have everybody tune in because, as you can see, Bruce holds nothing back. And uh, we both enjoy this topic. So, again, Bruce, uh, let's just tell everybody we'll catch them on the next time. And now you know. And now you know. <laughs> <laughs>